0: And welcome to another episode of Friends, Facts, and Fiction. As always, this podcast is made possible by our local convenience stores, the misappropriation of history, and you. And now to your hosts Justin Hammonds, Grant Bramlett, and Drew Shellnut. What's up? What's happening, world? This is
1: a podcast called Friends, Facts, and Fiction. And we are deep in season three, episode twenty-seven, Looney Bins.
2: the final episode. So,
1: so, look at that! 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 Anyway, wow. so yeah, um, wow. wow, season four is coming soon. I think we might, we might take a break, we might take a week off, yeah, to re- uh, reboot some maybe. brains, maybe. Sure. Or if anybody's just ready to dive in on there. So Anyway, I'm Justin Hammonds, and I'm looking at my boy Drew Sheldon. Yeah, you are. And my boy Grant Bramble. I mean, it doesn't really matter. We can jump straight into it, or... Um, we're doing the podcast we do new talk new on the podcast. Like we're yeah. having a meeting while we're yeah. recording. It's not... It's not how we do it. It's not how it's we do are. it. Sorry. Anyway, so... We're back. I um, hope y'all enjoyed the party episode. Um, yeah, it was a wild night. Um, yeah. Shout out to all my friends that are our friends that were on that. Shout out to
2: our... Uh, engineer extraordinaire. Oh, geez. Yes. fantastic editing job. For having to deal with all of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and editing. Yeah. Yes, fantastic. Shout
1: out Jeremy Mulder. For real, Call though. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um,
2: yeah. not only did it sound good, which is difficult with a whole bunch of drunk people all around mm-hmm. the studio. Right. And it was a party, bro. It was literally That's a what I'm party. Saying. It was happening. literally a party. So, no. <laughs> but it sounded good, yeah. uh, uh, auditorily. Mm-hmm. But then also...
1: Uh, it, nobody plagiared themselves. Mm-hmm. will say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that, that could have got way out of hand with uh, some of the things that... Uh, Avoid it being said, mm-hmm. I think. Anyway, hope y'all enjoyed that. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about Looney Bands,
3: Crazy House, uh, uh, Psych Wards and such. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, for cool, sure. For cool, sure. Cool. I'm just making sure that's where we Yeah, at.
3: and... Um- <laughs> For all you PC folk out there, we're talking about mental hospitals. Looney bins is a derogatory term that comes from a derogatory term that is a sane asylum. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's Uh true. So, yeah. So,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. There's that. Well, yeah, man. We just got back from the beach. So yeah, that we was did. was fun for a Drew's Bachelor Party trip situation.
3: After the first night, yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, after the first night, we all had mental
0: breakdowns. Um,
3: Except me. Except for Grant.
0: <laughs> <See>? <laughs> Grant was like the mental glue. No, yeah. yeah, no,
3: no, 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 come over here. Yeah.
1: Nah. Apparently, I was mad at my friends for trying to find my friends. So yeah, there's uh-huh. that. Yeah. That's true. Anyway. <laughs> um, no.
3: Just mad at my friends for being my friends
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was
2: yeah you were yeah and you even said you, you were it yeah. was like i mean i know I, everybody's like you know they're down here for me they're trying to support me and i love them i love them i really do you know but they're just pissing me the fuck off <laughs> and then 10 seconds later, but i love them. i mean seriously yeah. it's like so sweet that they're here or whatever and then all of a sudden you just turn and start screaming at the whole group and then I would distract you, or the football game would distract you. This is all night one. Mm-hmm. Uh, would distract you, and it'd be like, ha, 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 ha. Mm. And then back to screaming. And I'm like, all right, what the fuck's going
1: on? <laughs> My voice said, fuck food. Food's for bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, goddamn. we just hungry, bro. Just
3: sit down to eat, bro. I can remember Brennan's, Brennan's response when he told me the next day. I was like, okay, okay but... I'm hungry. I'm hungry,
1: though. (laughs) Like, we we ate it like fucking Chick-fil-A, like, eight hours ago. Yeah, (laughs) at least, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But,
2: I don't know. We're all stressed. The world's falling apart, and we're in that that beautiful age of trying to figure everything out, and then looking around and being like, I should have more money and less stress. Mm -hmm. And then we had an hour and a half of sleep. And then we drove for seven and a half, eight hours. Yeah. In which some of us... Drew were uh, drinking the whole way down to the beach.
1: Deck off, yeah. You know,
3: when
1: when we would stop off at rest areas. Yes.
3: And I'm also like, I'm not, I'm not a. uh, Yeah, sure. I'm not. I'm I'm also not like a. uh, a, I used to be a whiskey guy. I'm not a whiskey guy anymore. I just don't. I just I stick to the the. I won't say clear because I like a nice reposado, but. I stick to tequila and vodka these days.
1: Yeah, I'm a tequila guy all the way. Uh, I just took a shot yeah. of whiskey just now, and it's hitting me kind of sideways. It's, uh,
3: yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, but I've also got a lot of stomach issues, and whiskey is that. Ah, uh, not liquor in general. If you got stomach issues, you should probably stay away from it. But in a in a general general rule of thumb, don't go towards the dark ones because uh, they're going to burn a little bit more.
1: It's going to be burning there. A little or Make you sad.
3: Yeah. yeah, and make you sad and cry. That yeah. brown make you and frown. I, that I, white I, make you eye a, I combined <laughs> mad good. Right no,
1: that's an old southern thing. Oh dope. I like yeah. that. Now, I like it too. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, also, they got the uh the other one is uh the white will make you fight, but the brown put you down or some shit like that. I have heard that one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I agree, whites will make you fight. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I knew race was gonna come in there at some point. <laughs> Oh, God. We were talking about liquor there, people. Talking about liquor. I wasn't. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, anyway. Caucasian white people. Uh, (laughs) White people suck. Yeah, they do. Do we have a song of the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to hit you up with a a song of the day of the week. Mm -hmm. So since we're talking about insane Asylum, Looney Benz Mental Hospitals, I'm going to jump in with a little something you guys might know.
1: Oh, like the game show.
3: How's that drive time commute for you all?
2: <laughs> hey.
1: I, I legit
2: wasn't watching the clock. I was enjoying that song too much. No, but you actually hit it perfect. I,
1: I thought nice. it, it felt that's, about it's right. That's pretty great.
3: Thanks. That's a, that's a nice <coughs>
1: tune from the '90s.
3: <laughs> Slightly. If you guys don't know who Cypress Hill is, then you probably weren't born yet. Um, when did
2: they record that song?
3: Ooh, '92.
2: <sighs> Sounds right.
3: That that okay. is a yeah, right around. Um, Holy
1: shit! It's back when they done done the ten foot bong hits on stage and shit. Yeah. Uh, Cyrus yeah, yeah. Hill was wild back in the day bro. yeah they are cool <laughs> holy shit
3: yeah it was let's see uh, 93 now look at that straight up 93 i be like
1: in hip hop sometimes
3: yeah yeah. that's weird
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know my things and stuff um, yeah so Insane in a Membrane Cypress Hill, check that out.
3: you guys go anything uh, crazy this, this week? Any any other than just other than, getting back from the beach and trying know. to become normal? I, I, oh, man.
1: Just the first shift back, throwing pizzas at mofs, I was just like, why am I here still? <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it's all good. Um, you got it out. Sa- Saturday was, uh, was a wild one. I did the whole 10-hour shift at Moffs and then went and closed the bar because our good friend uh, Cap... Uh, he fractured his, his hand. hurt his poor fingies. Yeah.
3: Which no one knows the uh, reason for. Yeah, uh, that was another
1: first night beach thing. Where he, he punched just, something, he at, some punched some something at some point. He just fractured his hand at some point. Hopefully he didn't punch a person, because I don't really remember much right? from that
3: night. Because the way his hand, or the way at least he talked about his hand, oh. that would be a bad reaction to the face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, true. jawline is cracked in this <laughs> <laughs> <motherfucker>. <laughs> But, yeah.
1: Good other than that, man, just working, getting back to the grind, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's
3: about it. Yeah. Trying to get it in. You know I locked in a, a, an old new job, so I'm up. good. I'm good. good. Yeah. Things are getting back to, apparently I've just realized that if I'm going to be in the restaurant industry, I need to be in catering because the lack of monotony, number one, and... I don't have to be the head guy in charge anymore. And yeah. I honestly don't give two fucking hairy shits about doing that either, like at this point right now. You know, yeah. I'm just saying. I like, mean, for okay. real,
2: I, I know that the headphones are probably not much of an option in an active kitchen no. full of motherfuckers. Not like that. But utilizing it as a metaphor of just like headphones in, fucking head down, chop it at onion, you know? Yeah, chop of the onion you say man. Chop of the onion? Yeah, chop of that onion, you know, and then just <laughs> slap of
3: the onion, man.
2: Slap <laughs> <laughs> onion. Slap chop. And then they're all like, "Hey, go to carrots," and you're like, "Cool, carrots. Cool, you know, whatever." I like you know, these carrots. Like sauté some some scampies, you know, whatever. And I'll be saute like, sauté some scampies. I don't whatever know what scampies
3: are, so uh. <laughs> sauté some
2: scampies. Heard. <laughs> okay, we're gonna. Have I fun think now. I was asking right. that question the other day, actually. What is shrimp scampi? How do you, is that a preparation? Is that
1: a type of sauce? What is? What it has, is the it has, it has to be the sauce. Equation. Equation. It has to be the butter, lemon, garlic yeah. sauce thing. White so wine. There. So that's a scampi. Yeah, that yeah, makes it okay. a scampi. That's, so you can make an octopus scampi. The- yes, yeah, Okay. for sure.
2: Cool. Cool,
1: cool, cool. Yeah. Sure. Cool, 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 <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we all slide up in these hot facts, bro. Yeah. But, uh, like
2: the cooking corner yeah. moment?
1: Yeah, it was nice. It was the cooking corner it was nice. It sweet, was good. Sweet, sweet. Mm-hmm. So we learned something together. Yes, we did. And I hope everybody, uh, you know, taking a shower or driving to work or at work, you know, or leaving, <laughs> hope you all enjoying y'all's day, man, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm that. giving you... Two more episodes and where you
2: can <laughs> go through this. Two more times hey, you can it's do this. last episode of season three. I got to keep it going. <laughs> this one I it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just, uh,
1: you know, bathing, you know, whatever you're doing. What uh, else could they be doing, Justin? Cutting grass. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Washing dishes. Oh, yeah, cleaning yeah. their house. In the yeah, backyard. They could be yeah. There. In the backyard. In the backyard. It's a good place to be in the backyard. You know, you know It's comfortable, apparently. Walking your dog. <laughs> you know, it's comfortable. Um. <laughs> you know anything, watching the sunrise, drinking coffee, Mm, you know, mm, mm. eating mushrooms on the beach, you know, exactly. I mean, I don't know anything about
3: that, you know, but.
1: Yeah, we'd never do anything illegal on the beach, like some Anyway. like a shiitake yeah, mushroom, yeah. scampi, like from- the ones
3: who come from shit and you talkie them and eat them. <laughs> did we go
1: right back into food. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, we don't any <laughs>
3: damn hot facts.
1: Bro. We're just playing the game of oh, yeah. seven degrees of bacon, right? Uh, uh, mm, 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 mm. See what Yay. you did there. See what you did there.
3: Thank you. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah.
3: God damn it! I could quit right. doing that shit. Fuck you, Howard Dean.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: You've, you've infiltrated my mental awareness and it inserted a little pia every now and then, and it's not good. But anyway, so my resources for this episode are coming from uniteforsight.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is Module 2, A Brief History of Mental Illness and the U.S. Mental Care System. The second one is going to be The 10 Worst Mental Health Treatments in History by Madeline R. Vaughn. Ooh, that sounds fun. Um, which I don't go through all 10 of each of these, but I just pick out, pick and choose. Um, choose and pick, pick and choose. <laughs> it gets it, it gets a little convoluted if you do them all. The, the third one is The 10 Craziest Mental Asylums in America by Shanti Cosme. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we've got a, a, a neat little episode, but I will jump into a brief history as the first thing. So many cultures have viewed mental illness as a form of religious punishment or demonic possession in ancient egyptian indian greek and roman writings mental illness uh, was categorized as a religious or personal problem and like that, that that whole like it's a personal problem that's kind of obvious and a bit vague mm-hmm. you know like it's a personal problem everything yeah. is a personal problem to each person
1: of course yeah.
3: So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, (laughs) all right. Yeah. We'll have fun with that one.
2: Also, I really love that dichotomy of like, oh, he's got a demon in him or he's a little off. (laughs) Yeah. yeah,
3: Yeah. He's got a demon in him. No, no, no. Just a personal problem. fine. He dropped a brick on his toe last week. It's fine. Going through some issues.
2: (laughs) Sounds like a money difference there. Yeah, Yeah. it does.
3: It does. Definitely. Uh, In the fifth century BC. If you've been listening to previous episodes, be silent. The C has an enunciation on the end. So anyway, shut up and listen. Hippocrates was a pioneer in treating mentally ill, uh, the the mentally ill people with techniques not rooted in religion or superstition. Instead, he focused on changing a mentally ill patient's environment or occupation or administering certain substances as medications. Mm. So, apparently, a higher learning approach to uh, the approach before that was very, very obviously something that we should have fallen through with further endeavors that weren't. Um, During the Middle Ages, the mentally ill were believed to be possessed or in need of religion.
2: Ah, yes, the Middle Ages, a time Mm. we should all go back to.
3: Yeah, it's a very, very learned age. Mm -hmm. Didn't slow us down at all. Mm -hmm, Not at all. Negative attitudes towards Mm -hmm. mental illness persisted into the 18th century in the United States. Very, The United States led this whole mental health uh, rat race, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, the Irish, uh, I won't jump into it too much, but the Irish actually stimulated that first learned advance, if you will. Mm -hmm. They were the ones who started it. They started it about 20 years before we did. Mm-hmm. In like eighteen twenty mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. so. And then one of the guys from there, which I don't I didn't document everything because I didn't want to make it too overconvoluted. Too yeah. Um, came over and jumped into that. Um in the eighteen forties, activist Dorothy Dix lobbied for better living conditions for the mentally ill after witnessing the dangerous and unhealthy conditions in which many patients lived.
2: Yeah, but because like before the Irish, I mean it was like a, a stigma. To be no. ill yeah. in America, you yeah. know, and it, obviously because it's based off of a bunch of Puritans, pretty much, you know, mm. so it was like, oh, that dude's off or possessed, lock him in that really yeah. piss poor situation mm-hmm. over there, literally a bucket and then throw some moldy bread at him every now and again.
3: Yep. Yeah, yeah, he'll be all right. He'll figure it out. Yeah deprive, real, real and succeed. Yeah. <laughs> real, real healthy for you. you know, that's not how things work, you know? <laughs> not at all. Oh, uh, you want to uh, uh, you wanna make more money? Let's take your money away first. I feel, no. like,
1: I feel like the uh, Irish make sense because, you know, they drink a lot. So they get yeah. really emotional and like, actually care
3: uh-huh. about people. Uh-huh. I like, give me your money before you start this <laughs> endeavor, asshole. It's like,
1: you know I love you, man. I'm just going to talk to you. You probably need help. You
3: probably just (laughs) need help. So over a 40-year period, Dick successfully persuaded the U.S. government to fund the building of 32 state psychiatric hospitals. That's a Um, pretty goddamn good start. Which is fucking fantastic. Uh, The institutional inpatient care model in which many patients lived in hospitals and were treated by professional staff was considered the most effective way to care for the mentally ill. Institutionalization was also welcomed by families and communities struggling to care for the mentally ill relatives because they didn't want to fucking take care of them. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing, you know? Like, they were just like, these motherfuckers are a burden right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Although institutionalized care increased patient access to mental health services, the state hospitals were often underfunded and understaffed, and the institutional care system drew harsh well, which makes sense. Criticism following a number of high-profile reports of poor living conditions and human rights violations. By the mid-1950s, a push for deinstitutionalization was deinstitutionalization. There you go, there Drew. it is. Get it out, baby. <laughs> That's a big one. Yep. And outpatient treatment <laughs> began in many countries facilitated by the development of a variety of anti drugs, obviously people started figuring out that it wasn't just the
2: person.
3: They may, may, Maybe people need help too. So the deinstitutionalization efforts have reflected a largely international movement to reform the asylum-based mental health, and if you guys obviously can't see, I did a quote-unquote on yeah. the asylum-based <laughs> mental health care systems and move toward community-oriented care Based on the belief that psychiatric patients would have a higher quality of life if treated in their communities rather in a large, undifferentiated and isolated mental hospital.
1: Oh, weird how that that
3: works. And that was so (laughs) right. (laughs) 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 Although I don't know. I don't know
2: though. I think a, a dark room by yourself is one of the best things I mean, for a
1: yeah, mentally unwell. Six by know? six cinder block wall, man. I mean, yeah. cinder block Just room. Give it to Mikey.
3: He likes <laughs> it! <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Although large inpatient psychiatric hospitals are a fixture in certain countries, particularly in Central and Eastern Europe, the deinstitutionalization movement has been widespread, dramatically changing the nature of modern psychiatric care. The closure of state psychiatric hospitals in the United States was uh, codified by the Community Mental Health Centers Act of 1963, Mm -hmm. and strict standards were passed so that only individuals who, quote-unquote, posed an an, uh, imminent danger to themselves or someone else, unquote, could be committed to the psychiatric hospital. Yep. <clears throat> by the mid-1960s in the U.S., many severely mentally ill people had been moved from psychiatric institutions to local mental health homes or similar facilities. The number of institutionalized mentally ill patients fell from its peak of 560,000 in the 1950s to 130,000 by 1980. Jesus.
1: yeah, that's crazy.
3: By 2000, the number of uh, state psychiatric hospital beds per 100,000 people was 22, mm-hmm. down from 339 Damn. in 1955.
2: Well, that's good.
3: Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. The place uh, in, in place of institutionalized care, community-based mental health care was developed to include a range of treatment facilities from community health uh, centers and smaller supervised residential communities to community-based psychiatric teams. That the goal of deinstitutionalization, improving treatment and quality of life for the mentally ill, is not controversial. The reality of deinstitutionalization has made quite a po- polarizing, inter- uh, you know, um, issue here.
2: Yeah, I don't want no scary motherfucker <clears throat> next to me now. Lock his ass back away. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> get oh come oh, get oh, Crazy shit. Larry on out of here yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We done yeah. met him once or twice or fifteen times. They don't they don't belong in society. <laughs> While many studies have reported um, positive outcomes from community-based mental health care programs, including improvements in adaptive behaviors, friendships, and patient satisfaction, other studies have found that individuals living in family homes or in independent community living settings have significant deficits in important aspects of health care, including vaccines, cancer, cancer screenings, and routine medical checks. What the fuck? That's wild. You know?
1: So nobody cares. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Other studies reported that, quote, unquote, loneliness, poverty, bad living conditions, and poor physical health, unquote, are prevalent among mentally ill patients living in their communities. Well, duh. (laughs) Yeah. Right. However, some studies argue that community-based programs that have proper management and sufficient funding... May deliver better patient outcomes than huh. the uh, institutionalized care, and are here's another quote unquote not inherently more costly than other institutions.
1: Unquote. Yeah, I mean, if if <laughs> it's always been like not great funding for those situations because it's kind of just like I'll just put them over there and we'll worry about them mm-hmm. when, when we have to bury right. them. Basically, and then you it's know, up. the '60s were awesome for a lot of reasons. They're like, oh, this is a bad <clears throat> way of doing this.
2: And yeah. They did made some good moves. But then <clears throat> once they were out of their loony bins, uh, we still gave the exact same amount of fucks, which was none. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now they're
3: several sitting on street corners. Yeah. yeah. Well, it also reminds me exactly of, right. um, one of the, like, uh, I'm, I'm not bad at math. I hate math. <clears throat> uh, there's a difference. Yeah. Um, I, I you share know. that with you, um, no. There's one one of the biggest things that I that was like the chap in my ass in high school was the g- guess and check method. How about let's not guess and check anything? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what we've been doing for all of history? Uh, guess uh, and check? Uh, <laughs> that'll work out. No, it didn't. Let's check it out. <laughs> so why should we do it with math? The most finite thing in the universe. Uh, how about new? Uh, how about Scotty dirt. about Scotty, about dirt? Scotty dirt? <laughs> <laughs> daka daka daka
1: daka
2: daka daka daka
3: daka ha. <laughs>
2: Overly simplified, that is basically the scientific process.
3: But I do see where you're coming from. What's sad though is that guess and check is easier than modern math. Oh, we're not going
2: off on that tangent.
3: Oh no no no. Oh no, oh, the oh, new no math? I'm just I'm just saying. Math. New math, oh, bro.
1: New math. Nope. Is, nope. Damn. If you want to fuck your mind up, get yeah. Catch one of those videos yeah, on yeah, YouTube.
3: Yeah. Don't let your kids nowadays if they're about fifth grade to eighth grade ask you to help you with homework, you won't know what the fuck you're doing. (laughs) Actually, really, if
2: you have children now... Start teaching them how to build their own Mad Max style car. Yeah. That's what they're going to need. Yes. Teach them how to farm and shoot weapons.
3: Yeah. Murder shit out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what they need. (laughs) Just say this shit's burning down quickly.
3: (laughs) Uh, Anyway. So critics of the deinstitutionalization movement point out that many patients have been moved from inpatient psychiatric hospitals to nursing or residential homes, which are not always staffed or equipped to meet the same needs for the mentally ill. <laughs> Go figure.
1: Yeah, man, you got one nurse with like ten rooms. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's fucking impossible. Yeah, and you got in those situations, like uh,
2: three, four old ladies, and then naked Larry, and then it's yeah. a couple of old dudes, yeah. and then that guy that won't quit throwing shit against the wall. You know, it's
1: like what the. <laughs> fuck? That's <when> he's like,
3: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> hey, Grandma. So how's how's the stay in the ga-ga, old folks' ga-ga, home? Ga-ga, 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 ga-ga. Ga-ga, well, crazy Larry won't come by won't quit coming by stealing my bananas. You know? So yes. this is
1: f- furiously masturbating in the corner. Uh, <laughs> why do you yell when you do that,
3: Larry? <laughs> Cause I'm crazy. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's a beautiful scene. We in told. many cases cases, deinstitutionalization has also shifted the burden of care to the families of mentally ill individuals. Though they, lack often, though they often lack the financial resources and medical knowledge to provide proper care. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Look, look <laughs> yeah, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Others argue that deinstitutionalization has simply become transitional institutionalization, mm. uh, a phenomenon in which state psychiatric hospitals and criminal justice systems are functionally independent. Yeah. Mm. According to this theory, deinstitutionalization combined with adequate and underfunded, inadequate and underfunded community-based mental health care programs has forced the criminal justice system to provide the highly structured and supervised environment required by a minority of a severely mentally ill popula- population. So... <laughs> It's entirely frustrating. So <laughs> they're putting it on the cops. Which is kind of a precursor <laughs> yeah. to God what we're dealing whatever. with now. Uh, like, you know? You know, they put so
1: much on them, and they wonder why they're fucking mentally unstable. Yeah. The cops and the nurses and the, I mean, all those people going crazy. Right? Especially after last year, brother. Jesus fucking Christ.
3: So opp- opponents of the trans-institutionalizational theory contend that it applies to a small fraction of mentally ill patients and that the majority of patients would benefit from improved access to quality community-based treatment programs rather than from an increase in number of inpatient state psychiatric beds. These opponents claim that the reduced availability of state hospitals is not the cause of high rates of incarceration among mentally ill, arguing that deinstitutionalization patients or de-institutional law. People are taken out of institutions. (laughs) You know, let's dumb this. You got the word in there. Let's dumb this the fuck down.
1: You got the word in there so much. Like too much. It's like a 15-letter word, my
3: God. And incarcerated individuals with serious mental illnesses are clinically, quote-unquote, clinically and demographically distinct populations, unquote. Instead... They suggest that other factors such as the high arrest rate for drug offenses, lack of affordable housing, and underfunded community treatment are responsible for the high rates of incarceration among the mentally ill.
2: Of course. Okay. You 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 have a place for them to be. Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, this place fucking sucks. And so you take out a portion of that population and say... They're good enough to Mm -hmm. be out in the real world. Let's not really pay attention to them. And then they do things that are antisocial because they lack certain abilities or have certain illnesses Mm -hmm. in which they behave a certain way. So they get picked up by the police and then they get put into the system, bogging it down even further. Yeah, Of course. And all the while, you have nonviolent drug offenders overcrowding this prison population any fucking ways. Yep. Yeah. Duh. God mm-hmm. damn it. Duh. Right. I mean, I, I
1: don't understand. They'd rather put them in jail <sighs> than fucking actually help take them. care of
2: them. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Or rehabilitate oh, yeah.
1: them, at least. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's it's, it's that hurt. whole,
3: like, it's not my problem. Right. Yeah. 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 So instead of deinstitutionalizationism, I'm just going to say DTN from now on. DTN? Yeah. <laughs>
1: So announcement.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Straight right up in the middle of the episode. Instead of me doing this in, in my writing this, I'm just doing it now. So through DTN debate, continu- <laughs> the thorough DTN debate continues, many health professionals, families and advocates for the mentally ill have called for a combination of more high quality community treatments like intensive case management. Oh, people giving a shit about what they're looking at.
2: Uh, Or properly deciding what exactly is going on and Mm -hmm. and, uh, not to be crass, but what to do with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's... Yeah, which
3: has to to go with their like long-term psychiatric inpatient care and their environment. Mm Mm-hmm. Environment has a lot to do with everything. Of course, bro. There's no way around it. Yeah. yeah. Many experts hope that by improving community-based programs and expanding inpatient care to fulfill the needs of severely mentally ill patients, the United States will achieve improved treatment outcomes, increased access to mental health care, and a better quality of life for the mentally ill. Wow. Mm. And that's just a brief synopsis of the history.
1: It's a little,
3: it's a little
1: heart. It's there is tiny, tiny, tiny a lot heart. more that
2: goes into that. I'm, uh, mm. I'm legit pissed off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's fucked up, man. And then you know, in most cases, uh, they will just like throw pills at him and just have him zombie but, around. You know what? Let's lower taxes. You know, I don't want to pay taxes. yeah <laughs> 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 Taxes. What does that do? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Fuck the healthcare, military care, bro. Yeah. No, no, Cut no. these taxes out. Bro. Cut my taxes.
2: I'll I'll pay forty dollars like, to let my my wife hold her newborn baby. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. 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 Twelve thousand dollars for her to give birth. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. A yeah. Good idea. You know,
3: because it costs money for something to fall out of you, which you are doing. You know that you are as, pushing as, through as, as well, bro. Yeah. And you know these
1: are things that the tax is supposed to. Helping,
3: mm-hmm. right. So next up, let's get into some <laughs> less than great treatments of mental health conditions throughout history. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, one of the few psychiatric treatments to receive a Nobel Prize. Oh, a Nobel. the labot Nobel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nobel. <laughs> That just that makes me think of uh, when we played that show at Bayfest when they were like Mobile, Alabama, oh. like, <laughs> yeah, sh- out answer. to the roots, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dope night. So, yeah. w- one of few psychiatric treatments to receive the no- Nobel Prize was the lobotomy. Oh,
1: look
2: at that's that! That's a good one.
3: The lobotomy.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's so also one of
3: uh, right there. Uh, one of them that's not used so much now. <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I think it should be. I still do the shit, though. You know, lobotomy was <laughs> yeah, the, uh, they do do the shit. lobotomy was the first psychiatry treatment diagnosed to alleviate suffering by disrupting brain circuits that may cause symptoms. Yeah. Experts soon realized, though, that the procedure was. <laughs> wasn't effective enough to justify the risks. Yeah, of fucking taking an ice pick (laughs) to somebody's fucking eyes. Even
2: in your fucking sentence, circuits that might cause symptoms. Yeah. They're like, well, let's just cut it in half and see what happens. (laughs) It worked that time. That's cool. Oh, it didn't work the next Uh, four times. Oh. But Let's it works keep going. that time Let's Go. keep,
1: We're gonna find it we're gonna, It's like they play playing The lottery with your Fucking brain <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we'll, yeah, hit, yeah. we'll hit soon But bro. hey I
2: tell you what It was it was fast and cheap uh, Let's try it again I don't, I don't know. know Yeah
1: you know <laughs> And that, that one fucking doctor Just like fucking Administering the pain To people Like legit That uh-huh. like crazy motherfucker yeah, That
2: motherfucker was it. The Elvis of lobotomies Yeah
3: Crazy, After reading, bro. I had to. I had
1: to <laughs> hey,
3: you he got to get rhythm to it.
1: Oh, that's what we're doing. Da, bro. <laughs> he literally used an ice pick out of his own kitchen. When yeah, that's when he started doing, he started doing it. it. And then he felt. Shit it's
2: crazy. He got so comfortable with that, he just kept using ice picks. Yeah, fucking nuts. And he would time himself. He had contests yeah. with himself and other people. He would do photo ops. While performing lobotomies, so all I can gotta yeah, all I can travel around, cut your brain in half, mobile for a while. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So Fucking all crazy. I can
3: think of is like the Barber of <laughs> Fleet Street, uh, mm. Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and like him and Sasha Baron Cohen are sitting there about to like to shave a face, require a grace. Holy
2: fuck, that was Sasha Baron
3: Cohen. <laughs> it was, yeah, bro. Whoa, and the <laughs> other dude's great. just like no, ta da, ta. That was a nice picking to up dude's nose. (laughs) How are you feeling? Uh. Good answer. Behind door number three.
2: (laughs) At least Sweeney Todd had a vendetta. Yeah, he did. Lobotomy guy was just fucking doing it. I don't don't even fucking know what his
1: goal was. was. Very, very uh, uh, sociopathic.
3: Yeah. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So lobotomies were a clear demonstration that mental illness treatments should be thoroughly tested before widely used. <laughs> but they did lead Holy mental shit. health professionals to research the connections between neurological signaling and mental illness. Inappropriate patients, deep brain stimulation, DBS, and electroconclusive therapy, ECT are used successfully, such as DBS for OCD and ECT for mania and severe or treatment-resistant depression. Mm -hmm. So something did come out of it, but it was, like I said before, the guess and check. Like, oh, no, we can't do that one part where we stick that thing in their brain, but we do realize that that one thing in their brain on these certain lobes does this.
2: Yeah, but I I still don't think electroshock is is a, a good no, no, no. Most of the time. Mm-mm. Oh, you know what I say, I guess, the gay away. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. You are right. Well, you know, it's oh not all God. bad. You know that what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's fucking
3: senators the and governors really that believe
1: that shit, bro.
2: Oh no.
3: God damn. Anyway, there's a gay agenda. <laughs> And the agenda is fabulous.
1: <laughs> Bro, Lindsey Graham has to fuck?
3: be homosexual anyway. But it, oh, for, for deep, sure. That's a
1: whole deeper conversation.
3: For sure nine to. score ago. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, the ancient <laughs> guessing,
1: but do you think?
3: No, the ancient Greek <laughs> physician Claudius Galen believed that all ills originated in out of balance humors or substances in the body in the or er, the sixteen hundreds. Physician, uh, English physician Thomas Willis adapted this approach to mental disorders, arguing that an internal biochemical relationship was behind mental disorders. Bleeding, purging, and even vomiting were thought to help correct those imbalances and help heal (laughs) physical and mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. So,
1: bloodletting, basically.
3: Yeah. Jesus Christ. One of the uh, earliest forms of treatment for mental illness, trepanation, also called trepanation, mm-hmm. involved opening a hole in the skull using an auger, bore, or even a saw.
1: Mm-hmm. to like give you more space. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah just, yeah. Yeah, just open it up. <laughs> give like, more room and
1: let it breathe. Feel a little, little bit. tight. Air a little space, yeah. like, you know? a,
2: like a fine red wine.
3: You know? Yeah, yeah, just let it breathe. <laughs> Air that thing Get out. Get those baby. notes going, you know. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, by some estimates, oh. this treatment began 7,000 years ago. You just gotta let that thing out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for 7,000 <000 laughs> years, just yeah. let the thing out, air
1: it out, baby. It's <laughs> all good.
3: Although no diagnostic manuals exist from that time, 7,000 years ago, of course, not. <laughs> experts guess that this procedure to remove a small section of the skull might have been aimed at relieving headaches, mental illness, or demonic. Possession. hmm Yeah. Okay, right, real quick, on the goddamn demonic possession <laughs> thing,
2: if the demon got in,
3: it can get back it's out. It's going to get back <laughs> out and go into whoever's taking the skull piece off. It's not a wasp in your kitchen. No, no, <laughs> no. Like, it, it, get it, out of, or like when you're driving it, down the road and a fly flies in. Or yeah, do
2: you open the window? Like, get like, get out of here. It knows how to get back yeah, out. yeah. Yeah. Taking a section of skull out is not going to be the oh. There's my window. No yeah. fucking goddamn
0: it. <laughs> I'm gonna, get Sorry, right. go ahead. Yeah,
3: Nowadays, a small hole may be made in the skull to treat bleeding between the inside of the skull and the surface of the brain that usually results from a head trauma or injury. Oh, so intelligence. Mm. There's a time and place for most stuff, right? <laughs> Like, they just, it's that guess and check shit I was talking
1: about, man. I, I mean, then again, a the hole in the skull does make a little sense. <laughs> no, I mean I, I mean, I can put a hole in the skull. <laughs> if you need one. I ain't putting no a hole in the skull. <laughs>
3: I, mean, I mean, I put I a hole, hole in the skull,
1: skull. I man. It kind of <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
3: So, due to uh, a misunderstanding of the biological underpinnings of mental illness, signs of Mood disorders, schizophrenia, and other mental behaviors have been looked at as a sign of demonic possession in some cultures. We'll get, like, what you were talking about. As a result, mystic rituals such as exorcism prayer and other religious ceremonies were sometimes used in an effort to relieve individuals and their family and community— of the suffering caused by these disorders. Mm-hmm. So, I might do a whole episode on exorcisms. They're hilarious. They they are funny.
2: Yeah, pretty wild. You killed yeah. your mother. Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. Dude, there's a lot of instances where they mm-hmm. feel that they successfully performed the exorcism, but the person died in mm-hmm. the process of performing the exorcism. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, at least she's at peace now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, you no, just you, fucking killed her. You, that you committed
3: murder, motherfucker. <laughs> Brick killed a guy. Brick killed <laughs> a guy. I saw that. He had I a triton.
1: I didn't talk to you for a minute, but I'm going to get a safe house. Lay
3: low wanna, for a while. lay low for a while. So yeah. awesome. <coughs> That's amazing. That's
1: <laughs> so ridiculous, man.
3: <laughs> okay, so okay. the next one is deliberately creating a, blow, uh, a a low blood sugar coma gained attention what? in the 1930s. So, <laughs> No, no, no. Listen. Yeah, As a tool for treating mental illness because it was believed that dramatically changing insulin levels altered wiring of the brain. This treatment <laughs> lasted for several more decades with many practitioners swearing by the reported positive results for patients who went through this treatment. The comas lasted for one or, one to four hours and the treatment faded from use during the 1960s. The
1: 1960s, bro? Holy yeah. shit. So. That's awesome.
3: So they just giving people diabetes. Yeah, diabetes. <laughs> I'm Wilfred Brimley. I eat a tub of my lard my day.
2: I'm actually kind of <laughs> curious. Did they did they give them insulin blockers or
3: something? They, they starved them. That's a, essentially like <laughs> that makes th- more sense. They just yeah. they just starved them. Just
2: tied him to a bed didn't let them no. eat.
3: No, it's like no, you can't eat today. Good God. You're not you're not down to your levels, you know. That's fucking. Oh, once uh, essentially that's torture, essentially from what I've yeah. seen, and what, most of it, it's, torture it's anyway. like once you get to this level of like,
2: Could you imagine, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
3: No, once you get to this level of like disassociated from the world, right. like he's there, give him a hamburger.
2: But that's exactly what I was about to start talking about is that you already have, especially like. Schizophrenic patients, right? Mm-hmm. They already have a massive amount of disassociation mm-hmm. and paranoia. And so you're going to strap them down to a, a bed, not let them eat, or drill a fucking hole into their skull, or shock them, or mm-hmm. drive an ice pick through their nose. Like you should. How, in what form or fashion would that make... I it,
3: <laughs> what it boils down to, to me, is the human condition of like I want to fucking see where this goes. Yeah, like of course. That's what tornado it all is. warning. Let's see if this tornado fuck shit yeah, That's true. You that's, know, that's I it mean, it's is, that's right? what it boils down to, to me, at least, on a layman's level. Um, As the understanding of mental illness evolved, some practitioners came to believe that seizures from such conditions as epilepsy and mental illness, including schizophrenia. Could no could not longer exist together. Mm. Uh, seizures were deliberately induced, deliberately induced mm. using medications uh, like the stimulant Metrazol, which is where this comes from. This is the Metrazol effect,
2: mm.
3: withdrawn from use by the FDA in 1982. 82, mm-hmm. oh, not that long ago. No, yeah, not at all. <laughs> uh, where they tried to reduce mental illness, uh, the seizures were not effective. Really. Oh, you know,' well, uh, you don't say. nor were the outcomes of the treatments, yeah, It's
1: like, come here to get some treatment, you might leave even more fucked up. yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, which researchers you, later realized that ep- epilepsy and schizophrenia are not mutually exclusive anyway. Yeah, exactly, really? Yeah, you don't know those are two different things. They can't coexist. The field of (laughs) seizure-related therapies later led to the more effective study of electroshocks and ECT, Mm -hmm. which leads us to our next guy. The ancient Greeks had observed that a period of fever sometimes cured people of other symptoms. But it wasn't until the late 1800s that fevers were induced to treat mental illnesses. Mm. Austrian physicist Julius Wagner-Jarag Infected a syphilis patient with malaria. (laughs) And and the resulting fever cured the patient of psychosis by his syphilis. What the fuck? Other diseases have been used
2: to trigger. Syphilis has its own psychosis (laughs) associated with it. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. You didn't uh, take one away. You just no. added a worse one. No,
3: no. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna cancel out, bro. It'll give you. It's gonna just. That's a double positive that equals a negative. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> or Fight, a double negative that equals another negative. Oh, it's weird how math worked oh, that on that one. Makes me
2: think about. Uh, there was an episode of The Simpsons where uh, Mr. Burns has like a doctor's visit or whatever, and he. <laughs> the doctor, I think he called it the Three Stooges effect, and he has like a big handful of like plush. Germs and viruses in a doorway, and he's like trying to cram them all through, and they won't fit all at once. And that's what he was saying: how Mr. Burns was still alive because no. he had so much they couldn't get through the metaphorical doorway. Uh, that's fucking it's
3: wrong. almost like how uh, like um, Napoleon was just like you know I'm I'm so much of a badass that like you could give me all this poison and it won't kill me. Well, they give it. They gave him so much poison. That he threw it all up, his body rejected it. Huh. He threw up, and he he lived. But he looks invincible. And now he's and that. now he looks invincible because nah. he just took ten times the poison of anybody on the face of the planet. But like his body just rejected. <laughs> you know, it's like that's all that was. It's like a little
1: throw up off <laughs> of mushrooms, right? Yeah, portobello's.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, the portobello's are the worst.
1: <laughs> but yeah, a, speaking of Simpsons, real quick, a tangent. Um, there's a bridge I think in Portland that just got named after Ned Flanders. Nice. No. Yeah that's
3: dope good for yeah. them
1: pretty well I think yeah. it's Portland I
3: only the r- sure longest we'll, we'll running <laughs> series of all time yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> other diseases have been used to trigger brief fevers for the treatment of mental illnesses according to the uh, to an article in June 2013 issue of the Yale Journal of biological uh, bio, biology and medicine so they're not just using this they're using. Other things to trick the brain to go into fever. Up to 2013. That's
1: crazy.
2: I mean, I have to assume there's some validity to it if it's still being practiced. But also, it says up until 2013, so... It right. also makes me worried of someone being like, whoa, wait, hold, you guys are still fucking doing this? <laughs> you guys are, come on, come
1: <laughs> on. Who, who's checked on lab six? shouldn't
2: be doing <laughs> shit from the
1: fucking <laughs> middle ages, bro. The fuck? The Egyptians did it. Yeah, the Ge- gonna- <laughs> Egyptians did it.
0: <laughs> did they have fucking
1: computers in lab six, bro? Like, they can Google this shit, bro. Like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> uh,
3: Moral treatment was the overarching therapeutic foundation for the 18th century, though. But even at that time, physicians had not fully separated mental and physical illnesses from each other. As a result, some of the treatments in those days were purely physical approaches to ending mental disorders and their symptoms. These included ice water baths, physical restraints, and isolation. So more torture. So and yes and and isolation is <laughs> isolation is what brings us up to our next little section which isolation is where asylums come from.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And so let's uh now look at some of the craziest mental asylums just in America. We're just going to go yeah. America because if we do another one that's another season. The Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is the first one. It was built in uh, 1849 to house 250 patients but by 1949 the hospital had over 2400 patients in its care
1: huh. ship in hallways huh
3: right oh yeah oh yeah 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 <laughs> never had to deal with that before
2: oh. shockingly
3: overcrowded was the least of uh the trans alleging these issues though oh that's, no.
2: that's 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 frightening that's
3: that's the least <laughs> of its issues yeah, uh, uh, okay. A, a tenfold
1: increase, and uh, that's not the problem.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, no, just stack them
1: up <laughs> like bodies. I mean, we can take a couple hundred more people, but we really need some clean needles
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: A couple more potatoes. A 1949 investigation conducted by the Charleston Gazette found unruly patients locked in cages, lobotomies being performed with rudimentary instruments such as the ice Ice pick pick, and hundreds of neglected patients, conditions that undoubtedly contributed to the tens of thousands of lives the asylum claimed over its years of operations. Very obviously. Amazingly, the institution only came to close in 1994.
1: Jesus Christ. I was four years old. That shit was still going on. Mm -hmm. Holy shit.
3: Now it's billed as a haunted asylum to the paranormal seekers who can stay yes. overnight if they can summon the courage.
1: I bet there's so much fucking bad energy in that motherfucker. I'm wondering
3: it
2: has to be all of these, but I, I personally love American Horror Story. Uh, yeah, I do too. Excellent show. Yeah, but the I, I Asylum it. season what was, yeah. was it two, two, it yeah, yeah. Two.
3: Um i I'm pretty sure every
2: single one of these will be like, oh, that's the one. That's the actually one at the doing. beginning yeah. of um,
3: <laughs> the beginning of this article. They went through like a four page diagnosis of that episode or of that series. Oh, cool. And yeah. where it, it pulled in. And that's why that these are actually the mental hospitals that I'm pulling in. Yeah. That the they, ones like, they okay, just I mean, that combine them. a know. lot like it. Cause I'm remembering,
2: I think it was towards the end of the season, like the investigative, like journalist comes in with cameras, mm-hmm. and she, like the nurses are like, get out of here. What are you doing? And yeah. then there's like a crouching naked person in the corner, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, right? Or yeah, Fucking run, creepy.
1: Think about the bedpans.
3: Oh, God. Anyway. What the? No. Bed, what I, bedpans? Yeah, I was about to
1: say, think of the dirty sheets. <laughs> <laughs> think about the piles of excrement in the corners.
3: Yeah. 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 It's Long, like, a, like a hamster cage. Man.
1: The janitor, bro. Oh, God. Yeah. Woof. Yeah, Woof. Yeah, yeah. How much money? A custodian staff. How much money?
3: Mm-mm. None of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How much money it? would it take for yes. me to do that? Ooh. How much money? Well, to live in that time, I don't even live in that time, period. Well, anyway, that's so. fair.
3: Yeah, that, that time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a yeah, catalyst that that that's that's an there yeah. that is a little uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your skin tone is
2: not fair enough <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> to really have enjoyed so that time it wouldn't be period. fair
3: to you. Yeah, it would have been fair to you. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Mo- Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with uh, the next one is the Byberry Mental Hospital. It was founded in 1907 and lasted until 1987, the year I was born. Oh, good. Hmm. Uh, 36 black and white photographs was all it took to take down Byberry Mental Hospital. (laughs) Yeah. Charlie Lord, uh, conscientious objector, assigned to duty uh, at the hospital, compared (laughs) the wards to duty. (laughs) That's like poop. Compared the wards to Nazi concentration camps describing overcrowded conditions where patients were sleeping in their own feces and urine.
2: There we go. The
3: facility was filthy Ah. and hundreds of the patients were allowed to roam the facility butt-fucking-naked. Lord's Images of the Inhumane Conditions were published in 1946 issue of Life Magazine. Life (sighs) Magazine. Whoa. 46 is going down year, boy. Damn. And sparked a widespread reforms of mental health facilities program. The uh, The pressure of negative publicity also resulted in downsizing of the hospital and eventually its closure. Thank God for (laughs) Pacifists <laughs> with cameras. Hey, in this situation, yeah, you fuck you yeah! Know? <laughs> but
2: also, hold on. They took the pictures. They put it in the 1946 issue of Life magazine, and that motherfucker stayed open until
1: 1987. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up.
3: Things are getting a little weird. That's, that's, <laughs> that's
1: negative fucks right there, my guy.
3: <laughs> that's fucking insane. Yeah. Bro. Awesome. Yeah. It is In the worst hundreds of hundreds of patients, hundreds of naked people, naked. hundreds like, <laughs> of naked people, vomiting, shitting, <laughs> pissing, walking around. Hi, Alan. Uh, that sounds like, so fucking like crazy. the beginning or the origin stories of uh, Australia. <laughs> yeah, for real though,
2: legit. Actually, for real though,
3: yeah. yeah, straight up. So the next one I'm going to jump into is Danvers State oh, Hospital, man. Danvers State Institution, 1878 to 1992, is said to be a haunted. Uh, is said to be haunted by malevolent spirits. Of
1: course,
3: despite being the town formerly known as Salem Village, Ooh. on the very ground where prominent judge, where the prominent judge in the Salem witch trials, John Hawthorne. Once lived. So, so they just tried to make some haunted shit.
1: Like, I was like, Hey, let's, let's see how fucked up we well, can make this area. Well, let's yeah, get all but, the bad energy possible.
3: The paranormal activity, the paranormal activity is actually inspired by neither of these things. Instead, huh. it is human cruelty that's said to motivate unearthly appearances. Of course. Danvers aggressive methods of treatment range from straight jackets, shock therapy to full scale lobotomies. Mm. It was Full late, scale, huh? Yeah. Okay, yeah, full scale. What's half yeah, scale? Yeah. What's shit? the half scale? Oh, let's that ice pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. It was later used uh, as a set for the demonic asylum movie, Session Nine. If you guys want to check that out, never, never seen it. Never heard of it. Yeah, Danvers is the stuff of nightmares. I can imagine, man. Salem
1: itself. It's like fucking crazy. Okay, I'm going to jump back real quick. Uh, I'm pretty sure a full-scale
2: lobotomy is all three taps, right? <laughs> so one tap, that's a third lobotomy, right? Mm. Oh. Two taps. You to yeah. even it out. One and a half. Yeah, one and a half there. Okay, both you sides. Tap and a half. Hey, tap,
1: tap, tap. Tap and a half. Tap, <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> tap, tap, <laughs> tap but you got to even out. You got to at least two clicks. got to even it out on yeah. both both uh eye socket things, right?
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sinuses, yeah. yeah. It's like you um, can't just smack rack, one right.
1: ass cheek, bro. Yeah. That's fair. You know That's my so, brother,
3: thanks. Helling from Brentwood, <laughs> N- New York, we're going to say, jump Jesus. into the Pilgrim Psychiatric Center and, that was built in 1941 and is still in use today.
1: Yay. That sounds Yay!
3: so fun. Pilgrim Psychiatric Bro, Center was. Quick.
1: Okay. Yeah. Piao. Piao. I just catch you all the way. No, up. you're good. There's one. Uh, there's one fucking in New York. I forget the name of it, but it's on an island and uh, it got abandoned. And it's like, they still had, like, the beds and all the fucking shit was still out there. Mm-hmm. And if you go out there, it's apparently, like, one of the most haunting places
3: on the planet. Well, Because
1: sure. I don't like want abandon fucking just, island. Just the,
3: the spiritual feel. I'm not a religious person, but just the aura and or spiritual feel of a place has a fucking meaning. Like, oh, yeah. you're not just going to walk into Dachau <laughs> or Belgium Burson or something like that, yeah, Nazi concentration camps, and just feel at peace. That's true. You
1: know. I've, heard, I've heard the uh, people that go visit those places like there's like this uh, nobody talks. No, oh. like
3: I mean we
2: were in sort of nobody a, like, has, uh,
1: has any type of happy emotion being there. Very yeah. solemn. Mm-hmm.
2: The little one we went to in Tuscaloosa, we definitely had those moments of like.
3: Well, we shouldn't be here oh yeah bro yeah
1: <laughs> you know? yeah that, that very yeah. legal thing that we did that time in that asylum in Tuscaloosa yeah yeah
3: that my great grandmother worked at yeah. yeah
1: yeah that shit was terrifying
3: that's awesome anyway for my bloodline
1: but and that weird ass little school bro that shit was even more crazy and that's yeah we can do a whole episode <clears throat> on that shit
3: mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> so the Pilgrim psychiatric center was once the largest hospital asylum or otherwise in the world Mm. But that's not what it will be remembered for. (laughs) Allen Ginsberg's mother was treated for schizophrenia here and died here in 1965. But that's not what comes to mind when one mentions Pilgrim either. Mm. His legacy is built on more unsettling details, like the cruel methods Pilgrim patients endured for treatment, including shock therapy, uh, prefrontal lobotomies... Mm. And insulin shock therapy. Yeah, there's that thing. Yeah, which was intended to send patients into a coma. Pilgrim is still operating today, though on a smaller scale, and, of course, sans the med- medieval methods of treatment. Yeah,
1: well, wouldn't want to go there.
3: The next one is obviously in Topeka, Kansas, the Topeka State Hospital from 1872 to 1997. The Topeka State Hospital is a real-life American horror story of unsettling proportions. Wait, 1872 to 97? Yes, sir. God, damn, that's crazy. Yes, sir. Anyway. The patients at this hospital were regularly subjects of cruly, uh, cru- uh, cru- uh, cruelties meant to, quote-unquote, cure them of their illness. Patients were reported to have been abused and raped, and according to one report, confined in leather straps so long the skin was growing around the straps. Oh, wow, yeah, God. I've heard about
1: that <clears throat> before. Oof. It's just uh, something else. Yeah. Mm. All that was something else. Yeah, Girl, yeah, what yeah. The fuck? Right? Jesus Christ.
3: But the asylum's true oof. claim to fame, if that wasn't enough, was for castrating many of its patients in 1931. Kansas law gave the thumbs up for castration for habitual criminals, idiots, epileptics, imbeciles, and the insane. Yeah. As a result, 54 castrations took place in the Topeka Hospital. This was particularly troubling, considering, (laughs) obviously, considering the hospital was later found to have many patients whose identities and illnesses were unknown and lacked the proper paperwork to actually even fucking be committed. So maybe castration as a cure-all wasn't the best idea?
1: Probably not. And they're probably just, at that point, they're just picking up motherfuckers. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or people just dropping motherfuckers off. It's like, hey, take him. I don't know. I mean, and they're just torturing these people. Yeah. Literally. It's, it's people literally getting rocks off with hurting like people. the
2: fucking sheriff didn't like
3: that yep. guy. 100%. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. yeah. So You killed my daddy back in. Yeah. I'm
1: going to take you down to Topeka. They got some yeah. nice leather straps for you, boy. Mm-hmm.
3: It's fucking insane. Jesus Christ. It's fucked up, man. So the next one never gets better. <laughs> Pinhurst Insane Asylum. Pinhurst Insane Asylum, Spring City, Pennsylvania, 1908 to 1987, again the year I was born, was built to educate and care for mentally disabled, but in mm-hmm. a little less than a decade, it became clear they were doing nothing of the sort. In 1968, CBS 10 correspondent Bill Baldini televised an expose of the Institute called Suffer the Little Children. Um, That's not lighthearted at all. Oh, (laughs) come on now. Sunshine's and daisies is what it could have been called. The news report showed harrowing conditions, neglected children's screaming, filling the air, large-scale physical and sexual abuse, and a general lack of empathy towards patients. It was reported children who bit one another got a warning upon being admonished a second time, had their teeth fucking pulled out of their goddamn head. That is um, unsettling. Right. (laughs) The report, along with former resident Terry Lee Halderman's account of unsanitary, inhumane, and dangerous conditions led to successful class class action lawsuit. Oh, we got a winner here. The court found that over 3,000... Of the institution's patients were not receiving adequate care, and the institution was sub- subsequently closed.
1: So, so they found over three thousand. So, how many people were in that motherfucker?
3: That's crazy. It's not documented.
1: Yeah, of course not, because they didn't give a fuck. Yeah,
3: no, it's not documented. Or uh, it right. would have been in here.
1: And what kind yep. of twisted fucks? Oh, God, it's just woof. Mm, yeah.
3: And he's I was going to go was, into some debunking things doctors, of, right? of mental fun. illness, but I, after reading and and like putting all this together, I was just like, I think that's all they need to hear for now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, like hmm. I told you, the resources at the beginning, you can go through and look up other stuff. This does not, this is just the tip of the iceberg of all of those that I read off of. Yeah. And it's just,
1: we tried to make uh, light of it as possible, but uh, shit's fucked
3: up. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> Real fucked up. <laughs>
1: it's so fucked up, bro. Oh my God! Yeah. Wolf pull their teeth out because they bit. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like cutting a hand off because you stole something in fucking like the fourteen hundreds or
3: something. Mm-hmm. That's fucking. Wild. Or you looked at somebody the wrong way.
1: Yeah.
3: There's a finger. Uh, yeah, there is a finger. Oh no, there's no finger for you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fucked up. Well, damn, man. It just leads us to believe. I mean, it's just like like I said, we've going, we've been going through this whole guess and check m- method of not just math. I think math guess and check method came from this kind of shit. It's just like, uh, oh, everything's fucked up. Let's do it with math. (laughs) But um, yeah, no, this is all just fucked. Yeah,
1: it's like, oh, lobotomies don't work. Maybe we should test all this shit before we just start doing it. Uh, yeah, and And, and (laughs) also
3: the way that like I didn't, (laughs) I didn't really want to go into too much of like what the benefits of the mental hospitals were because like honestly, it's therapy. In the mental hospitals, and that's what it is. And we've already yeah. had that episode. Yeah, so, therapy and actual I mean, that's what rehabilitation
1: and help, not just like, okay, you're here, take this bucket of pills, go sit down, try not to shit on yourself today. Mm-hmm. Like, no, actually, like, be there for these people, man. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, and I mean something that I've been consistently thinking about, <clears throat> in general, is just how much we know about so many other aspects of you know our at least our perception of our existence, of our universe. Uh, really, really complicated things we have figured out as as a species, you know. And it's really, truly incredible. Yeah. But for some reason, when it comes to aspects of the mind, it's just, until very recently, insanely archaic and yeah. uh, just approaching it with a sledgehammer for some reason. You know what I mean? And I I don't know if it's just intrinsically scary or it's just so insanely complicated, like the way that the human brain works or what. But, you know, I guess now at the very least, the issue we're dealing with is how to fund it and the, like, uh, building up of certain systems in order to get the overall population in a mentally healthier position. You know, it doesn't help um, that
3: we live in a quote unquote individualistic re- society yeah. either, because like most of this has come from 90 percent of this has come from American as- asylums and psychiatric care. Right.
2: And I mean, like that is that is really indicative of the whole like, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. not everybody can do that, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you're absolutely right. There's plenty of countries that have. Pretty really decent uh, healthcare system. Central and Eastern Europe are actually have systems.
3: way better yeah. than we do. Right. Um, as far as what I just read you, but well, at least got a better jump start on it. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: well, this has got to get staffed up and funded, it, man. Like it's yeah, it's the attention. To yeah, detail. because I mean, it, I Not would say, say hey, just dump them in here. You know what I mean? Like
3: I would say but, about thirty percent, and this is me pulling this out of my hairy asshole. I would say, uh, oh, no, because it is. Um, but I would say um, about 30% of, uh, after my reading through this shit, 30% of people in prisons and stuff need, not just need, everybody needs treatment. Everybody needs to therapy. Everybody needs, but 30% of these people who are put into these institutions, if you will, of prisons and stuff mm-hmm. need to, act to actually be institutionalized. In psychiatric care. Yeah. They don't need to be put in a room with thirty other dudes that are like, My dick's bigger than yours. Look what I did. I'm gonna right. be out in three days, yeah. three months, three years. And they're in there like beating off their doo doo as it's coming out. You it know, like broken. they're not trying to, you know. Yeah. It's um
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's
3: dark. Pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Well, um Darkness. Yeah. I hope uh <laughs> Hope you opened your eyes to uh some some things this episode. And maybe closed them on
3: some.
0: Yeah,
1: who knows, man. Uh, just be aware. You know what I'm saying? Stay informed. You know, all that stuff that she likes to say.
2: Quit trying to steal my goddamn clothing <laughs> shit. <laughs> Don't uh <laughs> Don't be stupid in Topeka, Kansas,
1: you know? Yes. Yeah. Stay away from Topeka, Kansas.
2: That's all I'm saying.
3: Or Kansas in general.
2: They might Kansas kind of sucks. Off, I, guess. Oh, I love you
3: Kansas people who are listening, which is yeah. all zero. Kansas um, is cool. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're, they're barbecue. Nice. They may.
1: Barbecues yeah. nice up there.
3: Yeah. yeah, but if you're in for a sweet tooth day. Yeah. yeah. Do y'all like the season? Was it a good season? It was a cool season. It was. Yeah. It was a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I it found tickles on things that I didn't feel would tickle me huh. and, and, you know, shit like that. I feel, I
1: feel more informed about psychology. <laughs> for sure. After this season. Like I hope our listeners do. Yeah. Uh, it, was it,
3: a heavy, it
1: was a heavy one for Grant this but season.
3: It also helped me out before uh, my—I'm super candid now, I don't give two shits. Um, it helped me out before my mushroom trip the other day. Um, yeah. For real, for real. Um, when shit kicked in, I started thinking about things that we had discussed this season. Right when I was just sitting there on the beach and everybody's walking around, oh sand crab, <laughs> yeah. and look at the waves, and I'm like, I don't give a shit about all this, you know. Like I'm actually and started you were thinking, thinking about
2: mesmer, right, with yeah. his robe and his. I was his
3: mesmerized, mesmerized dude. dude.
0: I was, yeah. I was mesmer, fucking
3: mesmerized. Bro. By
1: far the coolest motherfucker <laughs> <ever>, we've
2: I,
3: <guess. laughs>
0: I love that dude. Yeah, no, straight up. But but
3: seriously, it 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 really helped me out. Um, it's helped me out for the last year now. You're uh almost a year and a half that we've been doing this. Yeah. Go at the podcast. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's, it's, it's helped me out tremendously and helped me pull my own mental state around to homeostasis, if you will, which has been nice. Yeah. Um, go. Cause I wasn't there uh, last Friday. Sure. And I'm a lot closer now. That's great, so. man. And,
2: and as I've said multiple times off, off uh, air it, that, you know, hopefully this season was enjoyable and uh, informative and all that kind of fun stuff for, for, the listeners, but honestly, I feel like I got a lot out of it mm-hmm. personally, you know, and I feel like hopefully the two of y'all did as well. Of course. And, you know, when I was going into it, it was really more of a, a mild curiosity of this thing that I've always wanted to dive into deeper. Cause I mean, if honestly, if music didn't take a hold of me as a way it would have, I would have gone into psychology mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just never really gave it a proper time of day. Right. And this has been super awesome. Mm-hmm. Glad we did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Hopefully we didn't lose too many. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll hit you with some funnies. <laughs> right. soon, S- season promise. four is, oh, is yeah, full yeah.
1: of random fun, crazy shit. Straight up funnies. We're gonna be jumping be back into in, into our the, the facts and the fiction. A yeah, lot. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a, a, a full a full whole sl- sleigh ride yeah. of friends facts I mean, and just, fiction. Just yeah. just, you know? three,
1: just three off the top: um, Stromboli octopus, mm-hmm. Turkmenistan. And the Great Emu War. Those are just three of of the topics for next season. That's just a uh,
3: little bit about what you're going to be slapped in the face with.
2: I'm going to look into it, so no promises, but uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to rip Johnny Appleseed a
3: brand new asshole. He's going to need a new asshole. A lot of fun. (laughs) If if you're doing it, he's going to need a new asshole. Oh, my God. Fuck that motherfucker. Also, we still
1: still got that back pocket episode of uh, Joan of Arc and uh, Genghis Khan. We do. Yeah.
3: We do. Yeah. It, it does. It's, it's, it's a, there's a
1: bunch, there's a bunch in, the, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the oven. It's cooking. The, the dough is rising, you guys. You know, if ready, you didn't know, there are a
3: lot of facts in the world. <laughs> a lot of fiction, too,
1: my guy. And a and lot, and of, a lot friends. of friends. <laughs> hey! Look at that! Hey! Pew, 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 pew! Oh, man. Thank, thank y'all for listening. Season three, all about psychology. Glad y'all along for the ride. Uh, it's, it's been a wild time, man. Uh Remember, you're beautiful and you can do any fucking thing you want to, except uh, <laughs> just... for you ugly motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they can be beautiful, ugly, uh, so. uh, somewhere. Uh, well, I'm Justin Hemmons and uh, I'm saying love, live life because it's worth
3: living, y'all. And I'm Drew Shelnut, and I'm saying do do fucking be kind to people because it, it's it's a it's a fleeting um, thing that's going on. Be kind, stay informed, and make a motherfucking difference.
2: Justin, I just realized that your your catchphrase, your sign-off, is almost, (laughs) I don't want to distill it too much or, you know, ruin it by oversimplification, but almost, I'm Justin Hammonds, don't kill yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the deal.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the deal. Yeah. remember to love, the life because it's worth living. Yeah. Exactly, bro.
3: Oh man, uh, and I love that.
1: That's yeah, really great. Yeah. Don't, do not kill yourself. Yes. Yes. There's some
3: darker things we should be talking about? <laughs> hey, hey, you know,
1: you know. There's pockets there.
3: Oh, that's great.
2: <laughs>
1: but either way, Grant Bramlett never liked you. Always loved you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this has been season three of a podcast called Friends, Facts, and Fiction.
0: And we out! Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next installment. Find us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all things Friends, Facts, and Fiction. Our Instagram handle is friends underscore facts underscore fiction. As always, please reach out to us. You can send any of your questions, praise, and fact-checking. Period Fiction at gmail.com. It's important to us to only propagate the truth, and we'll correct any errors we may have made. Your hosts and researchers are Justin Hammonds, Grant Bramlett, and Drew Shelnut. Our episodes are produced by Grant Bramlett. Additional producership provided by Grace Higgs. Our recording engineer is Grant Bramlett. Our editor, mix, and mastering audio engineer is Jeremy Mulder. Lighting design is provided by Justin Hammonds. Our office assistants are Gully and Bull. Our research assistants are Under and Paid. Our current interns are Lost and Questionable. Our personal drivers are Idlist and Tired. And our resident pooches are pack and Jolene. The Devil Child. This has been a production of Friends Facts and Fiction.
2: No, no. not
1: forever, right? No, not forever. On on season (laughs) three, yeah.
3: (laughs) Do you know something
0: we
1: should? (laughs) I got to run that back. Well, this has been season three. (laughs) Keep all that in there. I love that. This has been season three of a podcast called Friends, Facts, and Fiction. And we out. Mm hmm.